It's time for our AARP Texas Prepare to Care podcast. Thank you for listening. Today, we're going to bring you free information, free resources, and tools that will help support you, the caregiver, as well as your family. Hi, I'm Eddie Orem, and I'm your host today. It's no secret that our pandemic has added to the stress of family caregiving. We face daily problems. As family caregivers, we must take care of ourselves before we can take care of others. But exactly how do we take care of ourselves and how do we take care of our loved ones? Our guest this week is going to offer us some free tips that may assist all of us. Please help me welcome Melissa Smith Wilkinson. She's with Caregiver Wellness Retreat. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks, Eddie. I'm really happy to be here. It's been fantastic to be a part of the Mindfulness Monday series and really get to know the AARP family. So very cool to be here. (laughs) Well, we know your reputation, so we're looking forward to our listeners to really benefit from it. You know, Melissa, I mentioned caregiving um, and caregivers are facing so many more physical and emotional stress due to our pandemic. So what can we do to do a better job with all of the extra stress that we're experiencing? I think that's a wonderful question. And one of the things that I hope to emphasize throughout this series is that it doesn't have to be starting something all new and it doesn't have to be um, a radical change in your life. It can just be these really, really simple tools in which you can begin to just simply notice and notice maybe even how you're feeling or pay attention to the sensations in your body or how can you just take a few seconds to pause here and there to gather your composure, to build your resiliency. I think I think sometimes we think because this is such an overwhelming uh, thing that's happening that we have to therefore do something really radical to change, but my hope and my perspective is that it can actually be really, really simple to begin to take some steps toward calm and ease and peace. And, and hopefully that's, that's what we can do a few things today to give them examples. Excellent, Melissa. You're already helping us to feel better because it sounds <laughs> like you're telling us this is going to be an easy process. It's right. not complicated. And it's basically learning how to just breathe. So I, I appreciate that. Now, we come, we as caregivers come in all ages and all genders. What is something we can do every morning to begin our day that would help us to experience mindfulness? I think a really, and one technique that I actually utilize, which uh, may sound actually pretty inviting to most people, is to not rush out of bed right away. <laughs> So a very easy and simple way to begin to incorporate mindfulness in the very, very start of your day is actually to stay in bed and just simply notice your body. You could do something as simple as a body scan and kind of notice where some tweaks and some achy things are happening. Um, We all do this usually unconsciously in the morning as a big pendicular stretch and you can even do that with me right now, or you just lift your arms and move your legs away and tense your muscles a little bit and then relax and notice how do you feel right now just after doing that? So you're really asking us to listen to our body 
breathe, take care of ourselves and just relax. And I like the idea of listening to our bodies. Are there other exercises that you can teach us? Uh, well, there's a lot that I can teach you, but <laughs> we'll, we'll do just maybe one example. And this is something that I have really been working on um, over the last six months and, and during the pandemic is this idea of just savoring. So let me ask you, Eddie, is there something that you routinely do every single day that is not a hard task, but just something that you just do, maybe you enjoy it, or maybe it's just a, something that, that is part of your routine. Yes, there is. One of the first things that I do when I wake up and uh, get fairly presentable, I have <laughs> plants that I take care of that are outside of my door. And I enjoy just walking outside my door, looking at the pool, seeing the new growth on the plants, because uh -huh. of course, after this, winter freeze, we've had to cut so much back. So I find it exciting just seeing nature coming back. Uh, yeah. I don't drink coffee, but I imagine myself just breathing, taking that in. And that I've learned from people like you just to start my day in a very relaxing way and do something that I enjoy doing. Exactly. That is a beautiful example of, of savoring. But even a step further from that is is that something that you, it sounds like it's a habit and it's a beautiful habit to start with rather than, um, you know, like, you know how it is, you've got a task on your list and you're dreading it. So you kind of distract yourself by doing a hundred other things before just almost procrastinating before you know you have to do this <laughs> thing, but you're already starting off with something that is creating some ease and and what we would call, um, it's a chemical response of serotonin in your body. So you've already created this positive habit. So it means your body wants to do it more. So then my question for you would be, how can you really savor that? You said you pause and take a breath. So tomorrow when you do that, when you go and water your plants, really make a conscious effort to pause drop your shoulders, relax your jaw, look at those buds for a moment, just a moment longer. And then notice if that doesn't actually evoke um, a really positive sensation in your body. And you can do those little things throughout the day. I am a coffee drinker. So <laughs> that's my, I do share the love of plants with you. So I do go around each morning and kind of, you know, pull a little leaf off or, you know, see if they need some water. So that's very enjoyable. But the coffee, you know, and I'll, and I'll, I'll make the whole process. But in my windowsill is this little cutting that I've been growing. And in fact, I had two cuttings and I've just recently merged them together. And every day I notice they've grown toward the sun. So I pause and I take some time and I just turn it around and, you know, take a nice breath and really appreciate how much they've grown even in a day. And then the next morning they've grown toward the sun and I rotate it around. And to me, it's just this beautiful reminder of growth, of new life in the middle of this, right? What we're all globally experiencing, there is so much beauty and simplicity that's happening right under our noses. And so that is um, something in mindfulness that we call savoring. 
And the more opportunities we can actively seek this savoring, the more it will become habitual over rumination or over this anxiousness over a task that we have to do in the future. So it really helps ground us. I really like that. In fact, uh, being able to savor the moment while at the same time enjoying the body and having the body to also breathe and to savor the moment, not just the mind, but the body. So thank you for sharing that. Now, Melissa, can you tell us what the connection of mindfulness is with caregiving and what are the advantages once we make that connection? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. <laughs> so, and I mentioned it earlier, it's serotonin. So there, there is an actual physiological response when we take moments to pause. And as he said, breathing is a huge component to the nervous system. And so that's another element to, to, to simple presence and mindfulness in which we can actually reg regulate an autonomic process in our body. In fact, if you go back to, there'll be a recording of our um, Mindfulness Monday in series three that we did this this week, we talk all about the nervous system and how to tame the nervous system and the importance of, of that. And the simplest way is elongating your breath, your exhale, a little bit longer than your inhale. And that is a way for us to simply regulate the nervous system. The other benefits that we see long-term our greater resiliency, a greater immunity system in our body. We're less susceptible to colds and things like that. Um, we have more energy. Um, we're also less, uh, we ruminate less, we're less reactionary. So we have this, um, what we call emotional IQ that begins to develop. One of the most beautiful um, definitions of mindfulness, which I've sort of uh, taken for Viktor Frankl, if you're familiar, um, he was a neuroscientist, um, a psychologist, and a survivor of the Holocaust. And he said, between the stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in that response is growth and freedom. So mindfulness in and of itself is our ability to be present with what is, to notice, become aware. There's a space and a pause, and then we can either act or react. So I'll ask you listening, what wouldn't be better in your life if you paused? Can you name a single thing that that would not be better <laughs> if you just paused? <laughs> Not at all. In fact, I, 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 I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about the times when I am most mindful with my aunt who lives with me is that time when I'm relaxed, I'm feeling good. And as she goes through her stages of, of reactions and changes and behaviors, I'm a much better person. I'm the me that I really like when I'm dealing with her, because at that point I can understand that I can't change her behaviors, but I can certainly change the way I respond. And I really like your, your suggestion of the space that we have and the options that we can choose. 
And so basically you're telling us we can choose to be relaxed and happy, or we can choose to be judgmental and, and agitated and um, reactive. Well, now that's true. And also, let me just say and normalize, those responses are all so normal. Like if you didn't get angry when something really horrible happened, I would be concerned about you. <laughs> because those Oh, you would normal. like me. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but, but, but the beauty of, of a practice, which is what this is, this isn't like one and done. This is a skill for a lifetime. Um, the beauty is, is that we know that we can pause and then we can say, well, no, I, I just am angry. So I'm going to step outside and I'm going to look at my bud for a moment so I can calm down. That would be a, a choice rather than a reaction, right? Or I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'm going to turn my music on or my shower on and scream at the top of my lungs and then come back a little more composed. <laughs> so, so it doesn't mean that we can't, that we have to stuff down. It's not a way of polyanning through life. It's, it's a way of recognizing that these emotions are normal, normal in caregiving, normal in daily life, but it's a way for us, it's a tool for us to say, I can pause for a second here and then choose my response. What would be the best outcome for all of us? And then go forward from there. So it sounds like, Melissa, I can give myself permission to do better, to change my response, and be okay that I probably didn't handle this well, but I can choose to handle it better. Yeah, yeah, or different, you know? I, I don't even know, and that's the beautiful thing about mindfulness, is it, it takes the judgment out. It takes the idea out that, that something is good or bad or right or wrong, and again, it, it, it allows you to just feel worthy and feel okay that how you are, how Eddie is right now is totally perfect. You can be all Zen in the morning and you can be a little angry about something later, it's okay. But can you begin to cultivate this practice of, okay, now I'm gonna respond rather than <laughs> whatever your natural reaction is, right? So, and I and I think that that to me is one of the biggest gifts because I can't think of anything more worthy of a practice that teaches us to respond than caregiving. I really can't. It is it is something that requires an immense amount of compassion and compassionate action. But we cannot do that compassionate action unless we can look back toward ourselves and say, it's okay. It's okay. Well, Melissa, I feel like a much better caregiver already. Just by <laughs> listening to you, I feel relaxed. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our audience? Uh, I... I would hope today, in fact, let's, let's just do this all together. One quick uh, example so we can put it into practice. So however you're sitting, try to put both feet on the ground so that both feet are touching. And then notice just for a moment what your feet feel like. And if you can't really feel your feet, maybe reach down and touch them. Sometimes 
because our feet are in shoes, or maybe you tap or wiggle the toes so there's some little sensation there. And then just notice. Notice where your attention goes. Are you still thinking about what you need to do ahead? Or can you have your awareness just on your feet for a moment? And now notice what happens in your body. Maybe your jaw softens, maybe your shoulders drop, the breathing regulates just a little bit. So something like that, bringing our attention to a part of our body will bring us right back into the present moment and give us that sense of pause. So if we don't have that skill cultivated yet, we can do something like that that'll help us, that'll really bring us right right into the moment. So my hope to, (laughs) to answer your question is that everyone today will just take those moments of pause, but the secret is to notice, to notice the after, how it makes you feel because that will get you to do it again and again and again. Thank you, Melissa. I want to also thank you for all the the helpful hints. Uh, You've made so many of us feel much better. And I'd like to say to our audience, thank you as well for joining us. We ask that you be well, you be mindful, and you listen to your body. We encourage you to follow our Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. That again is aarp.org forward slash Houston PTC. You can also catch our past episodes on YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash AARP Texas. Again, thank you for listening. And by all means, thank you for caring and thank you for being a caregiver.